The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to stop wasting time and make a shift towards enhanced productivity? Welcome to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, featuring your host, David B. Savage. In our program, we will show you how leaders and their organizations are using collaboration to innovate and move ahead of their competition. It's not just about customers or employees or the board. It's working together throughout your company and with your stakeholders. Now, here is David B. Savage. My journey in writing the stories creating the 10 essential steps to collaboration and including the real wisdom of over a hundred people in my book is evolved over the last three and a half years. March 22nd is a huge day for David B. Savage and a whole bunch of folks, including those hundred and our two guests today, Anna McCarg and David Melia to to achieve this uh, worldwide release on March 22nd, I'm very proud of the book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking Possibility Within a Culture of Collaboration. It is a collaboration from around the world. In this podcast on Voice America, you'll also hear portions of two songs that my good friend, musician, performer, speaker, Chuck Rose, uh, created for this radio show and podcasts. Uh, today, I've asked two key people in my writing, speaking, and publishing and learning journey over the past year to join us in this celebration of the book release. Anna is the person largely responsible for turning my hopes into wonderful language. We also have David, the person who collaborates with me to build the shared value and sustainability conversation in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and the world. Thank you for listening to us today on Voice America. In our past episodes, we've reached people just like you in 30 different nations. We celebrate Breakthrough to Yes. Let's break through together. Now, quick introduction of uh, my two guests. As executive editor of Elevate Publishing, Anna Marie McCarg has been solving complex language problems as a professional editor since 1989 when she won the Editorial Leadership of the Year Award. Anna is fantastic. She uh, saw what I was trying to write and made it sing. Anna, how would you introduce yourself to our listeners? Well, as you said, I am an executive editor, and I've been editing for uh, about 30 years now. And I absolutely enjoyed uh, learning all about collaboration and working with you to ensure that um, your voice and your uh, message came through strong and clear. And I think we were very successful with that. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm so delighted with Anna's work. Uh, it, Kirkus Reviews gave us an incredible review. Check that out. Uh, look on my website, davidbsavage.com. You'll find all of that. 
Anna, how can people find out more about you and your work? Well, you can easily um, look me up either on uh, LinkedIn or you can, of course, find me on my company website at Elevate Publishing, and that's elevatepub.com. And um, gives you a little history of my of my editing and my um, work at at Current and as as an editor in the past few years. Thanks, Anna. And now I turn towards my other friend on the show today, David Melia, Associate Director, Center for Corporate Sustainability, and Haskane Energy Initiatives of the Haskane School of Business at the University of Calgary. Welcome, David. Uh, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, hi, uh, David. Thanks for having me once again on your show. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the first time you had me as a guest, and it's uh, great to be here once again and have a conversation along uh, with uh, Anna Marie. Um, what I try to do, I guess, I was thinking about how should I say it this time that would be a little bit more impactful. And recently I had somebody tell me that, what I happen to be doing is what you described, but uh, what I hope to be, what my why statement is personally, is to be a champion and a disseminator of knowledge around anything that's sustainability-minded, energy-minded, and that involves people, that involves collaboration, that involves us creating solutions together. So that's, that's sort of what I hope uh, I could say about myself as my brand, uh, apart from what you said is my day-to-day job, I guess. <laughs> Wonderful. And <laughs> listeners, uh, just be aware, if you look at the episode description on Voice America and on my website, you'll find the LinkedIn profile links uh, and the links to the Haskane School of Business and Elevate Publishing right there as well. So let's get started. Uh, and this will just be an open conversation. I've got a few questions that... Uh, Anna and David have uh, heard about before, but we're going to go wherever this takes us. Um, well, even before that, let's make it free. Uh, David or Anna, is there any anything else that you'd want to share with our listeners before we get into the few questions that I proposed? Mm. Well, um, I, I guess I would want to share what I'd like to get to uh, the folks that come to my seminars, which you have attended on mass, David, and we're very thankful for that. And that is to um, listen to us with an open mind. Uh, everybody has a, a, a whiff of what's in it for me, so to speak, uh, when they're listening to a, a topic or, or a series of topics. And uh, as we speak, um, please take uh, what, what you will as good and challenge uh, where you stand on the things that we're going to share. Uh, but most importantly, we come into it with an open mind to be open to say, hmm, what will they share? What, uh, what will be open to me today that might help edify my position at work and in my personal life? Wonderful. And, and Anna? Yes, I was actually going to um, dovetail onto that and say that along the same lines, uh, to listen with humility and understand that we don't all know everything. And that's what the beauty of collaboration is. And I hope that that is communicated today as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, great point. Thank, thank you both because uh, I really truly believe that the best leaders are the leaders that don't know, that are realize and express their openness to learning. Now, they may know most of what I might tell them, but uh, even their ask of me includes me in the conversation. One, one of the... Uh, 
things about our book, I will call it, and the missions that both of you share with me is to actually change the culture in corporations. So part of that inclusiveness will go to moving away from, I want to get my way with you and convince you and call that collaboration, and moving to, what's our shared vision? What are our values that we share? And how do we create shared value? And that's, that's great work that uh, David and I and Dan Clark of CSV Midstream will be talking about uh, at Haskain, uh, April 14th in Calgary. It's also great work that uh, Anna and I have done and I'm hoping that Anna will agree to work with me in the future on, on future books, future offerings, because there is uh, more that I can learn, more that all, all of us can learn. And one of the things that um, Anna is particularly good is helping us craft stories that really resonate, that take us to that future state. So that's a bit of a segue into, well, the book's coming out March 22nd. What do you think, Anna and David? What do you think? <laughs> well, well, I look uh, forward to the... Oh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. Ladies first. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was just going to say, I look forward to um, hearing comments about this book because I think that, as I said, once you um, imagine yourself in a situation as a leader where you are willing to offer humility, you're willing to offer a um, a sense of not knowing, I think that people will really find themselves in, an, in a position they haven't been in before. Usually you go into a meeting and you know that your boss or your leader would like you to do one thing or the other. But I think after reading this book, perhaps a leader will find that his idea is not always the best. And in the spirit of um, collaboration, uh, the, the goals will be far, eas- uh, far more easily met and far more exciting and meaningful to everyone in the room instead of only the leader. Mm, wow. Jeez, uh, I want to say ditto just about immediately, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll, I'll duck tail um, a little bit more onto that as well. Uh, you know, I, I was fairly impressed with your book, David, and I was very blessed to contribute a little case study to it. Um, I think the part that spoke to me specifically out of your book that I could add and, and uh, to, to what Anna Marie has already said is that message of accomplishing more together than we do apart. Uh, that is a, a hard thing to learn in a corporate environment of action sometimes, particularly with uh, leaders who are passionate to get things done and look at the objective, but sometimes don't take a good look around to say people matter and how we get there is just as important as getting there. Um, I can definitely say that in, in my walk, I'm still learning that to this day. And uh, it, it, it initially, early on in my career, um, I would have benefited from having a book like yours to help guide me uh, for a few best practices on what I could do better, particularly when I was a young manager and first promoted to, to say, what does to, true collaboration look like? Uh, how do I take... Uh, the linear things that I have to do at work and apply some critical thinking to them in collaboration with uh, everybody within my team, understanding that although I may be accountable for something, 
Uh, everybody has a responsibility to make this successful. And if we are all in it together, it's much better than I'm just leading it by myself and pushing forward bullishly. And uh, I failed many times uh, to be too much of a bull without listening. And I can tell you the difference between finishing something, um, accomplishing something, when the group is all in, uh, far outweighs the times where I've gotten something accomplished and just moved on to something else where the team was not all in. Yeah. And along the and, same lines, I would like to add that, you know, I think part of that is that you, you're able to hear each and every voice at the table and understand what is being shared and indeed what is not being shared. And I think that once that happens, uh, the spirit of collaboration is, is um, forced forward even more. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that uh, you both know and, and our listeners, when they listen to, buy, read the book, Breakthrough to Yes, will be the amount of failures I've had. I, I'm I'm right out there. Uh, there are a whole bunch of cases where I go through and say, gee, this is what we started hoping to do and this is what happened. And, and in the lens of collaboration, collaborative culture, and our 10 essential steps in the book, uh, I analyze that where those went wrong, where they went right. And that, to me, is building a culture of collaboration where it's a continual learning, continuous improvement, mm-hmm. and engagement. So we're just going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for The Second Stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. 
Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Mother Earth's in tatters. You're the only one that matters. Sorry, buddy. You've already lost. I have a dream that there's enough for everyone. And it's not about who's lost and who is won. It's so simple, it's so wise. No defeat, no compromise. It's the future. It's already begun. So find a win, 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 or walk away. Everybody wins or find a better way No exceptions, no excuses No one wins if someone loses It's a brand new game and that's the way we play Confrontation's a mistake that we've outgrown I know I'm better off with you than on my own When we change the way we start The intention in our heart Makes us more than we could ever be alone The whole is greater than the sum of all the parts It's a game that we've all won before it starts So let's choose the very best Together we'll break through the yes When we lead with love and follow with our hearts So it's a win-win-win or walk away Everybody wins or find a better way No exceptions, no excuses No one wins if someone loses It's a brand new game and that's the way we play It's got to be for everyone It's not for just a few The only way that I win is if you were winning too It's more than economics It's not taught in any school This game of life is ours And we're changing all the rules So find the win, win, win Or walk away Everybody wins Or find a better way No exceptions No excuses No one wins if someone loses It's a brand new game And that's the way we play So find the win, win, win Or walk away Find the win, 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 or walk away. Find the win, 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 or walk away. Win or walk away. That was a song beautifully crafted, performed, recorded, and given me permission by my friend Chuck Rose, chuckrose.ca. Now, Anna and David, we were talking about collaboration. I, I ended the last segment of this show about uh, revealing a number of my failures in building collaborative organizations, 
some of my successes and part of the reason I wrote the book. I'd like to ask you both, uh, what's your experience, what's your wisdom that you can share with our listeners about building a culture of collaboration within an organization, team, not-for-profit, family? I'm happy to jump in here. I, um, as an editor, have learned that over the years, the best work that I have been able to put my name on is work that I have um, co- co-shared with my author. Uh, the, the projects where I've, you know, forced my opinion or um, demanded a uh, an outcome have been works that I haven't been proud of, and I also think it's they've been works that are my authors haven't been proud of. The best works that I've had have been pieces where the author and I are in sync, where we're working together, where we understand each other's goals, where we understand each other's hearts, which I find to be the most important. And with that, a a follow-on success, Um, because there's a a goal that has been met by each of us, and that's been the most meaningful. Hmm. Um, For me, it'll be somewhat uh, similar, but I'll say... um, True, the best instances I've had with creating uh, collaboration has been where, as a team, we've been able to sit down and um, have at least a high-level understanding of what objective we're trying to get to, not necessarily the design steps to get us there. So what I mean by that is if uh, the objective was to, um, you know, uh, increase production. I come from the oil and gas uh, sector, or whether it was to um, increase profits, or whether it was to create a community engagement piece. Um, whenever the team that was around the table uh, was able to first agree that this objective was worthwhile doing before we got into the personal um, uh, bullishness of wanting to do it our way, our personal way. Uh, that was one key step, and then that closely followed with what Anne-Marie uh, expressed earlier, which was everybody's respected. There is no voice that's higher than another. There's just people fighting to get us to that objective and passionately going after that. And then once alignment is created and relationship was established, and, and the best example I've been exposed to, there was also an intrinsic authenticity of relationship that also led to empowerment of teams. So let me explain what that means. Uh, a lot of the times we'd have a group of managers that were talking about things, and each of them wanted to leave their mark in providing the services as to their expertise to that matter. And when the person whose idea turned out to be the one that after talking about around that table was accepted as the one that is worthwhile pursuing, those leaders, those other managers whose idea had not garnered that acceptance would go to their teams and down the line also express how they were aligned collaboratively to that idea, even though those teams might say, well, I thought you were going into that meeting fighting for X, Y, Z for us. Uh, instead of saying, well, no, I lost that fight, they would say, no, I went there and I saw this and this makes more sense and we are going to back it up. When that's happened, and I'll say it's happened very few times, but when it's happened, um, we've really had significant positive outcomes, both on the project we were handling and on the authentic relationship between teams to make that project happen. 
Yeah, and I'm why do you think jump. that that happens rarely, as you said? Um, well, in, in my environment, uh, we have multiple, in, in, the, in that environment that I gave that example, we have multiple disciplines and approaches of doing things from an engineering standpoint. And so each of them always want that their specific discipline be the one that be the focus of, of how we're going to do the project. So say you had an electrical component or a mechanical component or a structural civil component. Each of them wanted to ensure that that project would absolutely have that part be the focus of excellence over the other ones. Now, I want to jump in here and, and say that uh, it takes time. And that's why we wrote this book and offer this radio wisdom that it is a culture. It's not an event. It's not a one-time, one-off, let's do this quickly. Um, building that trust and respect and integrity takes time, takes learning, takes failure. And what both of you have shared is in building that culture, it's an ongoing process. I will, I will share a couple instances where in my past, in my business past, I've found that, boy, it's been really difficult to get people to the table to collaborate. And when we get to that sweet spot of collaboration, the outcome is far better than what I ever expected. So my message here is if I would have got what I wanted, it would have been less than what I got after I collaborated. I think one other aspect to this is creating dialogue. Our uh, collaborative global initiative in, in the United States and Canada we're creating dialogue that really circumvents the conversation, the regulatory, the political, the community, the, the outrage conversation. So we are convening dialogue with respect to rebuilding the environmental assessment process. What would that look from the indigenous people? What would that look like for the environmentalists, for the business people? Because the way it looks now destroys a lot of value and a lot of relationships. Another one is... Uh, the expiration of a nuclear power plant permit and starting to plan eight years in advance through community-inclusive dialogue with all the stakeholders, all the interest groups, to say the process will be the process. What can we do to circumvent it and make it more efficient? Mm. And I think that's a powerful invitation again. Right. So as you know, uh, David, I'm, I'm, I'm working on, on part of that energy future. There's, there's, uh, we like sometimes, uh, I'll say, to put things into boxes, perception-based boxes of us versus them, or this group representing this and us representing that. Um, I like to uh, always reference Simon Sinek's Start With Why, and I think I've probably done this to death with you, David. But um, his notion of having a, a why statement, people buy why you do things, not how and, and what you do. But that how and what also is fairly important for having an avenue to get you there. So when I look at a problem that I sometimes see as a perception-based tug of war, whether it be regulatory or the way we look at First Nations and engagement, or whether it be environmental NGOs versus oil and gas, which is one of my favorite perception-based tug-of-wars to play with, I always ask, what is the why, the how, and the what that each has? 
And if one has a fairly strong why but is missing the how and the what, and the other one has a strong how and what and is missing the why, instead of entering into conversations where we have the good guys and the bad guys based on wherever you stand, I like to think I'm going to help one group to help them establish a why. I'll help another group to establish their how and their what. And they're both keen on providing a future energy, a future engagement model, a future uh, collaborative working style that, that will bring prosperity to the country. That's our big uh, sort of objective. And under that, we focus on where the gaps are instead of focusing on us versus them. Right. Anna, what are your thoughts? Well, I was actually thinking that was a beautiful segue to get us back into the book because uh, there are so many examples of how this, um, how your 10 steps in particular um, really uh, are, can be used across any industry, any uh, government agency, any nonprofit, even in your home for that matter. And I think that that's something that's incredibly valuable to remember that these, the beauty of this collaboration that you've um, shared with us and put forth is something that we can take across all of these industries. Um, and you've shown us how to do that so clearly. I think that that's going to be a giant benefit for anybody who has a, a moment to, to read through the 10 steps. So, Anna, I want to I'll ask this question of David after the next break. But uh, before this break, I'd like to ask you, in this moment, if there was one thing that you would challenge, encourage, push our listeners to do to improve their collaborative success, what might that be, Hannah? I think I've stated this already, but I do indeed believe this is the most important, and that is to act in a sense of humility. Uh, when you're acting in a, hum- a sense of humility and you're um, showing your team that you're willing to be humble, I think that that changes the game. I think that that shows your team that you are part of them and that they are part of you and that through humility you can get so much more done than you could ever have imagined. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about your process of uh, uh, being diplomatic with authors, being a challenger to authors, being somebody that loves authors, and helping us as authors... uh, work collaboratively with you for better words, better stories, better outcomes. Um, do you have uh, advice, wisdom? You know, how do you do that uh, without saying, David, this work is crap, or, wow, this is so awesome. You know, how, do, how do you help people like me move forward? I think the most important thing is what you yourself have taught me or reminded me, and that is that when you establish a strong relationship with a person, you want only the best for them. And I usually try to uh, get to know my authors first so that I understand where they're going, what their message is, and what their uh, goals might be. But also I like to understand what their voice is. Um, Once I understand those things, I, I don't want to tell them that their work is terrible. I want to tell them that it could be better, and let's figure out a way to make it, make it so. Um, I also feel that when you're working so closely with someone, you know, you and I work together for a very long time, I feel that we get to know each other. You understand the way I like to work. I understand the way you like to work. And when we respect each other's boundaries, we respect each other's expertise, because clearly I'm not an expert on collaboration, um, and clearly you're not an expert on editing, or else you wouldn't need me. So 
we respect each other that way, and because of that, we're able to forge ahead. Um, I think that's the most important thing. Well, listeners, I, I want to share with you uh, something that over a three-year period, I wrote uh, about 600 pages, and then I had all this input from 100 people around the world, and Anna crafted that into 184 pages and crafted it into four parts. Part one, why I believe in the urgency of collaboration. Part two, the discipline of collaboration. Part three, the 10 essential steps to collaboration. And then part four, breakthrough. Let's go. So there is a huge win-win for me in working with people like Elevate, people especially Anna. Before uh, we sign off, uh, Anna, I know I've only been able to get your time for this first half hour. Uh, the last few minutes or the last minute is yours before the break. Any last comments? Well, thank you, Dave. Yes, I just want to say that I think this book is special in that it is going to touch people in a way that they hadn't been touched before. I don't, I don't see a lot of people, um, even though they're talking about collaboration, you, you can hear that almost every day, I don't actually see a lot of people really doing it. And so I think that this is going to be a tool that, you know, many of us as leaders will have the opportunity to dig into, to learn from, and to really challenge our teams with. And so I think it's going to be a great benefit. Well, thank you so much, Anna Marie McCard. You have been an incredible partner and collaborator for me, and uh, I highly recommend anybody that can capture your interest to uh, to collaborate with you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company, while creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network. Seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. We're back with David Mulia of the Haskane School of Business. David and I and others are really working on building the courage, the vision, and the success in collaborative leadership, sustainability. Now, that's the three pillars. 
people, profits, and planet. Not just, not just green, it's all three. And shared value. Shared value being, what can we generate together? We've earlier heard with Anna and David talking about not trying to get my thing approved, not trying to push my agenda, but see what's really needed. See what our collective why is. So now we're back with David. Uh, David, I want to ask you the question that I asked Anna just before the break is if there was just one thing in this moment that you'd really like to challenge, encourage, and um, invite our listeners into to improve their collaboration, what would that be? Right. So <clears throat> she talked about humility, uh, which is usually, believe it or not, uh, my number one, although the hardest thing to do, in my opinion, sometimes as well. Um, what I would add to that is really golden rule type based things, uh, David. So if you're going into a collaborative sort of session, but you're going in and your mind is not open, if you're going in and you're not willing to listen or have uh, respect for others in the room, um, then uh, should you really expect uh, them to have respect for you and be open to what you have to say? So uh, applying that golden rule, which states, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, um, I believe that we have control or most control or influence over ourselves before we can over anybody else. So if we want others to be respectful towards us, to listen to the positions that we might have, we have to um, show the way by our actions during those times to say, I will be respectful, I will be a listener. And so some of us have to learn that more than others. Um, I'm, I'm a fairly bullish, get-it-done kind of guy, David. And um, it, it became apparent early in my career that I needed to find ways to listen. And so uh, a way that I, I, a rule that I had, particularly with meeting with my team, was that I refused to talk first, regardless of what the agenda item was, to make sure that I had listened to those around me. Because otherwise I had the propensity, as you well know, to, to talk and talk and talk. And uh, I really needed to do more listening rather than talking. Yeah, I want to uh, talk about mindfulness and presence and, and uh, self-love, self-appreciation. Uh, all of those things, because it's important that I be present for myself and, and what's going on for me, allowing others in. You talked about the golden rule. Uh, another way of stating it is treat others like you'd like to be treated. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we both uh, prefer the platinum rule, which is treat others the way they'd like to be treated. Mm -hmm. And and that's a way, that's an invitation to say, uh, welcome, I will I will find out the language that invites you in. In some of the uh, work that I've been studying lately, I realize that uh, all of us, especially you, David, you're a, a pillar in the uh, Western Canadian uh, arena of collaborative leadership, of shared value and sustainability. And I'm, I'm realizing that oftentimes when I speak to groups or when I coach executives, uh, Mostly it's about getting their to-do list done as opposed to their to-be list. And that's B-E, not just A or B-C. But to-be is, is so important in, as a collaborative leader. Uh, 
of those collaborative leaders, the ones that uh, you bring together at the University of Calgary and, and throughout your career, those are the, the uh, visionary people that I find that when, when we look at how people fit into an organization, there are the people whose sole task is to look at the entire forest, look at where the wind's blowing, look at what the threats and opportunities are. And those people in particular will be interested in this conversation and my book, I believe. Uh, if, you, if you want strategies and tactics to get your way with other people, this isn't the book. So I want to go back, David, to um, what you and I and, and Anna and others, uh, I believe, uh, believe is um, let's hear all the voices. Let's hear those that disagree with me, uh, that speak out to me. They're valuable. If, if uh, we asked a thousand people about what is collaboration and ask them to put a check mark beside one of the next ones. Um, Collaboration is an event. Collaboration is a system. Collaboration is a culture. Or option B, collaboration is a mistake. What's your wisdom around those, that kind of a survey, David? Is it a is it an event, a system, a culture, a mistake? Uh, maybe it's all of the above. Maybe it's none of the above. Tell me your thoughts. Sure. Uh, I would say that collaboration can take on many forms depending who's in the room uh, that can lead to success and true collaboration. But I think that regardless of whether you look at it as a system, an event, or even a mistake, what will drive its ability to be successful is the culture. So without culture... Um, I don't think you can have the platform to create a system that'll work or an event that'll work and that you'll end up going into a huge mistake. Um, and those things can happen fairly readily in business, um, particularly when there are strong uh, positional people in the room uh, that have authority over you and who have not shown a culture of respect or openness or humility. And very quickly, fear can take over the, those types of environments, and that culture doesn't tend to lead to good things uh, sooner or later. Uh, and in particular, it doesn't breed the grounds that you've alluded to that we both love, which is a critical thinking landscape. It, it tends to lead to something that we call groupthink, which is the leader speaks and everybody else follows. And I, I often wonder, again, when I was a young leader and I was in a room, I wasn't very good at this, the opportunities I missed for not being a better leader, not being a better collaborator, not being a better listener, where, um, and I definitely have examples where this occurred, where uh, everybody told the line based on what I thought, and then later, as we faced some challenges, came back to tell me, oh, yeah, I saw that, but, you know, I, you look so confident, you look so this, so that, and, and pushing it forward that I didn't want to say anything. Hmm. And I see that as a big failure in my leadership because had I been able to listen, had I, I leveraged the people in the room, had I been more humble, uh, we would have had a better outcome overall, and the people within my team would have felt better uh, about the relationship they had with me. So... I carry those failures to these day to this day, and I feel like I still make mistakes every day. To be quite honest, 
Well, I've I've published a lot of my mistakes in my book, and uh, I that's why I call it a uh, culture. I agree. Sometimes it's a mistake. Uh, sometimes it's just an event. But I but I think it is actually the corporate collective relationship. It is our rules of engagement. How do we work together? How do we make it better each time? I think that uh, oftentimes, until I trust you, until I see your ability to stand up to me, until I allow myself to recognize that you've got a brilliant concept that I didn't even know about, and you're sharing it with us. You know, that's a beautiful evolutionary organization that allows that to happen. The... um, Flip side is uh, too often, I believe, around boardrooms around the world, so we look for hero leaders. We look for the rock stars that will be that hard ass that drive it home, make the money. Well, increasingly, they uh, repel community, repel those of us who think bigger. Uh, Margaret Wheatley another one of my favorite people, and, and uh, I've interviewed her for my book and for my videos. She has a great quote uh, where she said, uh, while we're driven most often to strong personality and, and those hero leaders, uh, we actually, these aren't her words, it's off the top of my head, but those rock star hero leaders, we want them and then we kill them because they're trying to do too much Hmm. Yeah, that, that's quite a complex world. Too much in an area where there is non-duality, there's non-certainty. There is it is many shades. So, so we end up setting them up for failure because we're not there with them. Yeah, the so the jump, jump analogy yeah. that I've heard and, and that our friend Daniel Clark uh, shared with me, uh, because I definitely share it in, in what you've said. We've often heard the analogy of be where the puck is going to be, right? That's where you want to be in business. Not where it is, but where it's going to be. Um, I had uh, my friend Daniel, who is collaborating with you, and Ms. Chad at Haskane on April 14th, share. Uh, David, uh, sometimes visionaries like us um, are so far ahead of the puck that we're on the other side of the ice by the goalkeeper, wondering why there's two guys still fighting for that puck way over there where they should be over here ready to score because we're too too far ahead of that puck. And sometimes, even though we might be visionaries, we need to go back a little bit to get them hooked into coming to the other side of the ice by influencing a little bit as to what's happening on the other side. You know, that's that stuck with me due to the, the challenges I faced after being a visionary leader, after caring and still failing, but always caring to be better, right? Always wanting to have a teachable spirit, always um, thinking that the more that I know, the more I realize how little I know, uh, the more experience I get, uh, and still wanting to drive value forward for our country and energy and sustainability. So um, I don't have a full answer of how I can affect things, because for me, it's one thing to talk about. It's another to, to drive action. And, of course, I'm an action guy. I, I can't lose that part of me. That's what makes me me. But how do I open up to other areas that make my action uh, more pragmatically better for all those aspects? That's the part that I'm always tweaking with, always working with. 
Yeah, the uh, of my 10 steps, the ninth and 10th are uh, now lead. And that truly is get into that leadership role, uh, hold the accountability, the game plan, the measurables, the metrics, the success, really get into that behavior. But before you get to step nine, now lead, and step 10, make it so, uh, you have to invite others in. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just my show. So, David, before you leave, what else would you like to share? What last comments would you like to make uh, to our listeners around the world? Yeah, well, the, the, uh, the big one that I want to reiterate more than anything is how much I wish there was a book like this when I was younger in my career and I was so hungry to be better but felt so incompetent in trying things. Um, a, a book can help, people can help, mentorship can help, and the big thing I want to leave your listeners thinking about is just try. Don't always just look for perfection. Use guidelines and try. And by trying and getting better and having that teachable heart to always want to drive it forward, being okay when you fail, as long as you've learned something from it, that will inevitably create better collaborative situations, create better relationships and better outcomes. Thank you so much, David Melia. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company while creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network. Seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Wow. I'm I'm uh, so grateful to the Annas, the Davids in my life. Off the air, I was just telling them both, uh, thank you for your friendship, your leadership, and your mentorship. I learn so much, and I hope I teach so much. Uh, that's the invitation that I'm making with Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possibility with in a Culture of Collaboration is to say, in 2016 and beyond, in 2026, this is the era of collaborative leadership. Organizations that create shared value will succeed 
and outpace, outrace, out be embraced by communities and all stakeholders versus the the hero-led ones, the, the bully-led organizations that just want to push their agenda on the rest of us. That just doesn't work anymore. It might work for a while, but ultimately those hero leaders, those rock stars, those rapidly advancing share prices, they crash. They're not sustainable. I invite all of us to look at Okay, what do I value? What is my dream for my community, my business, my planet? Where do we want to be five years from now, ten years from now? How do I bring the health, abundance, and opportunity to my grandchildren, to your family? To Sarah, Quinn, all of our grandchildren. Yeah, we, we, this is so important to us. This is why we're collaborating. This is why we're figuring out these difficult, challenging, complex times together. To Bailey, to Charlie, all of my grandchildren, all of our global family. So when you have a dream... Use my 10 essential steps to collaboration to create the container, to create the safety, to create the innovation and creativity, the inclusion, the invitation. Use it. I invite you. I invite you to build on it. I invite you to, considering whatever your dream is, your project, your initiative, Think about, think beyond the box that you're in, the silo, the corporate, or the organization, or the family, and say, if I wanted to accomplish this, who are the people inside and outside? Who are the people in the Middle East, in Asia, in China, in Greenland, in Argentina? Who are those people that I could reach out with? in this digital age that will help me, that will challenge me, that will help hone my initiative and my success. How can we work together? How do we design that collaboration? There are resources. It's not just corporate money or angel funds or charities. There are many people. My friend Richard Schultz of Wisdom Ways, he challenges me and invites me and mentors me and leads me and is taught by me. He's introduced me to a fellow by the name of Eric Lehman of uh, Sandy Hook area, New York State, Connecticut, pardon me. Eric's got a global initiative to, to make our children's experience of the world less violent. All of a sudden, through Eric, I'm connected to some big hearts, visionaries, powerful people in Paris, in Germany. All of a sudden, through Eric's relationship to me, he is connected to the video game industry in the future. It looks very positive. And it doesn't look like anything that we know today. Dream it, make it so.
And from this point on, I hope you read my book. Go to davidbsavage.com to learn out more. I'd like to reach out to you, build our community. This is my purpose. This is my why. I'm no longer prepared to put up with the mediates, those that outrage and engage us, that lead us down rabbit holes, that make false promises, that destroy the earth, that destroy our future, destroy our communities. Now is our time. Now let's lead and make it so. Thank you so much. And this is just one step into many steps of evolving our global culture, our national culture, our organizational culture, our family culture, to work to better together better forever and for better. Thank you. Talk to you again. Thanks for tuning in this week to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Your host, David B. Savage, invites you to join us again for another engaging episode next Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a breakthrough week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management 